I'll say C is four, and you can say, and I'll say D is four. What is D for? Dong. It's going to be an interesting one. <laughs> D is for damage. D is for just dong. <laughs> for dong. Ready? <laughs> Let's do it. Welcome to Dungeon Chatter. This is Travis. And this is Victoria. And today we're talking about... D for damage. All right. Uh, so before we get into it, I'll just remind you to uh, check out the show notes, um, sign up for the newsletter, uh, check us out on Twitter at, at Dungeon Chatter, no space, and uh, we'll probably have more social media sites for you to check out in the near future. Um, so we're going to get into discussing damage today, and we're going to have a Dungeon Chatter first, a live roll. Wow. <laughs> uh, so um, the concept uh, is damage, and I think that the way that damage gets cashed out in most RPG systems is in terms of uh, measuring hit points. Uh, so a character has a number of hit points or health or some kind of measure of what's going on, uh, and that, those are normally uh, quantitative or counting, uh, so it's a certain number, and you suffer some wounds, and then you're dead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I think that the way that D&D &D worked in the very beginning was uh, maybe a character might start off with, say, eight or ten hit points. And when the character reaches zero, dead, done, end of the game. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then um, as the game evolved into, definitely by second edition, uh, the game was introducing other statuses. So in addition to the uh, quantitative or counting types of damage, there was also, uh, I guess, what you would call qualitative uh, damage uh, or uh, status damage. Mm -hmm. So um, at zero, you were unconscious. Um, at negative one through negative nine, you were unconscious and dying. And at ten, you were negative ten. You were dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so uh, there are some interesting pros and cons to a system like that, uh, especially that system that doesn't really include the status is just alive and fighting and dead. Uh, mm -hmm. But then there are some other damage systems that include these um, status effects. And uh, I think that in order to find some really cool status effects, uh, maybe we should turn to um, what the uh, Bethesda system. Yeah, the Fallout system in particular has some interesting... Um... Uh, based on like critical hits, uh, you can get um, statuses that are like crippled, which is your a specific body part. I know it sounds pretty bad, um, but a specific body part is damaged to the point where it's no longer functioning, um, which I think is pretty interesting because it it's it's a bit more realistic, but also to get out of it all you have to do at least in fallout 4 is use a stim pack and a stim pack will heal all of your conditions mm -hmm. like that um i know in fallout 3 you would have to use the stim pack specifically on the injury um instead of um just applying it to yourself and it wouldn't give you health like it wouldn't raise your hit points but it would just remove that status effect and then you'd have to use another one to also heal but in fallout 4 it's a heal and all of those conditions are removed. Okay, uh, interesting. Yeah, um, and so I think the uh, the storyteller system, the White Wolf system, so the the one that's used in um, the vampire game, the werewolf game, I think in the mage game, whatever other games they have, 
Um, they include something like that, and some of those status effects, I think, are, uh, I, I think, crippled again, injured, crippled, uh, maimed, possibly. Mm -hmm. um, so those descriptive words, um, but those descriptive words do have some kind of in-game uh, impact, like they might reduce your, your check or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, I don't want to dig too much into what those things mean in other games, because I was doing some other reading, some uh, heavy-duty research, uh, like going to Reddit mm -hmm. and some other uh, places. The deep like web. <laughs> and RPG.net is another good place to uh, to dig in if you want to just see what, what people are saying about different system moves. Mm -hmm. and, and so let me, I guess I'll present two different uh, scenarios. Um, the, the first is this idea that um, suppose we come up with a damage system uh, whereby um, when you have any positive hit points, you're totally fine. There's no status impact whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and that means it doesn't affect your difficulty. It doesn't affect your uh, how likely you are to succeed. It doesn't, you know, make your weapons do less damage. It doesn't make anything like that, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, yeah, okay. So that's one system, right? So yeah. it's just that. And so you could have a character, say, in D&D, &D, um, one character, uh, say, two, two characters who are identical, they each have 100 hit points, say, mm -hmm. and they come up to this cliff and they see some problem going on down below. And one just <laughs> leaps off the cliff, Yeah. Uh, suffers horrific damage. Um, damage used to max out in, I think, second edition at 26-sided dice. So if you fell more than 200 feet, you took, I think, 26-sided dice. Okay, um, so let's just suppose that you don't die from that. So you'd suffer roughly 70 damage. Okay, mm -hmm. so now you land at the bottom and you have 30 hit points and you can just fight as normal. Mm -hmm. um, as well as the person who's standing up on the cliff with 100 hit points, <laughs> mm -hmm. which seems uh, honestly kind of crazy. It um, really does. Uh, now there was one wrinkle in, um, I think in second edition there was this thing uh, that was death due to massive damage. Mm -hmm. uh, and so if you took more than 50 damage, I think in a round, but definitely from one single attack or one single infliction of damage, mm -hmm. uh, you had to roll a saving throw versus death magic or die. Okay, so Versus death magic, even if it wasn't a magical... Yeah, and that's just... Yeah, that was just the, the specifications that okay. they had. So Rod Staff Wand, uh, Polymorph, I, I think, right? I, it's been a while since I played, but it was definitely death magic. Okay. Um, yeah, and so it might be very weird. So if I leap off this cliff, either I'm going to be totally fine, basically, and ready to kill people, or mm -hmm. I'm going to be dead. Yeah. Uh, and that seems, again, strange, as where um, what we would think is probably the most likely scenario if you left, left off a cliff like that. Well, you would either die or you would shatter a lot of bones bone yeah. in your body. Okay, so um, there's the, the massive level of unreality in that type of system. Yeah. Right. Um, but how does it strike you? So what do you think? Would it be fun? Uh, the, well, no. I, I, so I think the the fine or dead, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's pretty scary to yeah. get low. Like. Um, oh right. So yeah. To, to for the for the death aspect. I mean, not just the the like fighting. That might be kind of fun. I mean, that feels sort of like what people expect of at least video games and things mm -hmm. like, Hey, I'm still up. Like, don't, don't, you know, hamper me. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta fight my way out of this. Right. So I think some people kind of expect that, but the, the either totally fine or you're dead, you're done. That's it. Mm -hmm. Um, is a little scary. Yeah. Now, um, you could imagine someone would say something like, well, it's not going to affect your roles, but it might affect your strategy, right? Because having 30 hit points versus a hundred hit points. Yeah. Um, that's a big difference. You might be a little more cautious. Yeah, and so I think that although a system that has just those counting statuses, really, like mm -hmm. you're up and you're 
kind of a, and no status, um, or you're down. Mm-hmm. Um, as unrealistic as they are, they have a lot going for them because I think it's it is largely what a lot of players are looking yeah. for. Um, and so, uh, and maybe to introduce some other possibilities. Um, so that that was one system, right? Mm-hmm. So you're up and you're fine, basically. Um, in the the status approach, um, and these are again like the qualitative types of injury. Uh, so it, suppose you're you're injured. Well, what does that do? I mean, the most obvious thing that it might do is subtract something or add to your difficulty. So subtract from your capacities or add to your difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as you get progressively wounded, so if you are uh, wounded, it's worse. If you're maimed, it's even worse. I'm crippled. Whatever. Whatever we're going to call these things. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not going to call it crippled, but whatever we're going to call this thing. It's the idea is it gets worse and worse and worse until you're unconscious. And then unconsciousness is a status. It's the status that you can't do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So one of the problems, one of the resistances that people have to a system like that is the amount of bookkeeping. Uh, So if you already have, um, just think about in our fifth edition party that we're playing, um, how many of the players... I mean, we've been playing for uh, on and off for what a year and a half. Maybe? The the three point five. Oh you yeah, mean? 3.5, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um, right. I mean, they still don't even know how to roll to hit all the time, right? So what do I roll? What was my modifier here? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not an indictment of them. They're all smart people. We don't play regularly. Yeah. Enough, and they didn't play a lot previously. Yeah. But imagine, and some of them have five edition books, but we're sure. playing three point five. Yeah. Sure. Right, so imagine um, adding into it, oh, in every round, uh, you might have to update your status uh, as you're getting wounded or healed or whatever. Yeah. So I was minus two last round. What am I this round? Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I get it. Like That is a lot of bookkeeping, um, and it's something that would uh, slow down gameplay, and that's that's not so fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so although you might get this hyper-realism, uh, yeah, that could be a detraction. Yeah. Actually, for tabletop role playing, especially for mm-hmm. for you know video game systems that can automatically calculate that stuff for you, it works out pretty well. Like people are pretty used to now. When you get to below a certain hit point, your your screen turns a little darker, mm-hmm. or you can you can't move as fast, which is a form of that that people are used to, but they don't have to keep track of it themselves as much. Right. Uh, that's absolutely right. So in uh, I play a lot of Star Wars Battlefront, and there is there are just Fine statuses where mm-hmm. you're losing hit points, uh, but when your status does get down to a, a lower level, so your mm-hmm. screen will turn reddish, Red. dark. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll have this uh, distorted sounds. Um, there are other statuses in that game, like if you're um, shocked uh, mm-hmm. or if you're uh, you get blinded, blinded. Mm-hmm. or which is uh, really cool. In Battlefront, yeah. it's got a really cool effect mm-hmm. that it actually it's not just making it harder for you to hit people, but you can't see as yeah. well. Like it affects the screen, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and, and it has other, in game, it has other impacts to that. I call status effects. So when you were uh, wounded, you can't, uh, your partner can't just come in and start on you when they get killed. So mm-hmm. they have to start elsewhere. So they can't just come to your aid, uh, which I think is a kind of cool idea. Yeah. Um, and so you may be right. So in systems where you can really take the bookkeeping out of it, the status effects can be really fun. Yeah. Um, I know that there was a system, uh, I don't know where the Conan, I know there's a new Conan, um, video game that just came out recently. Um, there was a Conan RPG back in the day that I think was a D100 system. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's right. And um, they had a really... Now, I never played this game, so I just heard about it. And so I ripped off this idea for a while um, that you could just use... Um, the, so uh, in a percentile role, you'll have a tens column and a ones column. And I thought that you could just take 
the ones column, say, and make that hit location. Uh, so hit location in um, an RPG is when players really want to know, well, where did my attack land? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And sometimes it doesn't really matter. Sometimes we just say things for cinematic effect. For, for flavor. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know some people, I know sometimes I would really want to be like, can I just, you know, try to hit for their eyes and mm-hmm. blind them? And that's not really part of D&D specifically. Yeah. Well, so um, I think by the second edition, they introduced a thing called a cold shot. Mm-hmm. And so for take, if you take an attack penalty, then you could hit the area you wanted to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea was always to, uh, well, maybe not always. So one of the things that that would do for you is to allow you to target someone who had worse armor in a certain area. Um, but it would also open up the natural possibility, like, well, if I do 20 points of damage to someone's body, I mean, okay, I mean, that's a nice hit. But if I do 20 points of damage to someone's eye... Yeah, um, there's an effect there that we expect to happen, mm-hmm. um, and so it, um, hit location and called shot open up uh, kind of a need or at least a naturalness um, for there to be um, hit location and uh, status effects based mm-hmm. on those hit locations, um, and so you know I, I've tinkered with that uh, over the time, uh, and I've mostly decided not to use that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's useful for uh, the flavor stuff. But it is the kind of thing that a decent DM uh, with any kind of experience should be able to just tell, right? So yeah. if you really want to know where your arrow hit, we, we can figure that out. Yeah. Um, and depending on the whatever damage you roll and making it work with that narrative. Yeah. I want to shoot him in the eye. Okay, you hit him in the eye for one damage. I'm like, well, mm, <laughs> I don't even know if that's possible. You just kind of, <laughs> it gets like, there's a little bit of dirt from the arrow it gets in his eye. Uh, you know, maybe with an arrow, the um, the fletching on the, the arrow. Yeah, just a little whip from the... the eye. Uh, but what does it mean with um, a long sword or something like that? Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, at some point, it does, you scratch the cornea, right? Yeah. At some point, uh, the, the status doesn't make much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is something that I'm cognizant of and something that we want to do something interesting about. Okay, so... Uh, what I wanted to do was demonstrate the way that um, a, a system that probably not a lot of you have played, and by you I mean nobody Me. right now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right now I guess I mean Victoria, right? Because that's who I'm talking to. Um, and the idea is um, the way that a critical hit lands in um, Rollmaster, and then the, the kind of the impact that it might have. And so uh, way back in episode one. Uh, we talked about uh, armor types, mm-hmm. right? So w- whether you're wearing uh, full plate mail, which I think was armor type 20, um, or nothing, which is armor type 1. Uh, and uh, just an example, so um, a roll of 150, which you could get there with bonuses or by an open-ended roll, and that just means you roll 96 or better, and then you keep rolling and adding. Let's just suppose you land an attack um, in the one uh, that's about 150. So the difference between... Uh, that attack, this is for, so I'm looking at bite attacks from huge creatures because they're really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, against plate mail, full plate, like that would do 16 damage and an E piercing critical. Okay, so 16 damage, not bad. E critical, really nice. Okay, But against no armor, that same roll, 45 F piercing. Okay, so 45 damage, almost three times as much. F piercing is actually equal to two different criticals. So it's going to deal one that's just as bad as the E critical and one that's slightly less severe. Um, and it's pretty lethal. And so that's why I wanted to, to show this, uh, how this system works. Um, so what Victoria is going to do um, is roll two percentile rolls for us. So you're essentially going to be rolling an E critical and a C critical. Mm-hmm. And um, so don't roll yet. Um, uh, I'll just explain what all this means. So if you've never played this game, uh, 
you know, so if especially if you're um, using a lot of D20 stuff, so you might be used to, oh, I rolled a 20. This means I have a really nice chance at uh, dealing a critical hit. Um, critical hits happen uh, not infrequently in Rollmaster because it's a really kind of gritty, realistic-ish combat system. So um, almost every combat has multiple criticals mm -hmm. uh, being dealt, which was really fun when you're attacking people and kicking their butts. And it's not fun at all when you see someone rolls an E-critical against you because you think, my character might be dead now. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, the e the, the F-critical. Critical. So remember, you're going to deal 45 damage on this attack. This would be like if a dragon attacks and bites you. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Which so, makes sense. If you're not wearing armor, what are you doing? <laughs> exactly. uh, so for the E critical, roll percentile dice and we'll see what it is. Okay. I'm going to roll one at a time. So the 10s is a 40. Pathetic. And the, hey, <laughs> 1s is a 7. So 47. Okay. So here's what uh, the game entailed. Um, strike to foe's lower back take three hits per round. Okay, so now this gives us a hit location. It's a bite that some teeth sink into the back. Um, three additional hits per round. So they're now bleeding uh -huh. until stopped. Plus five additional hits. So now we're talking about, what, 50 damage plus three per round. Uh -huh. um, foe is stunned and unable to parry during next round. Uh, and now you're helpless. Yeah. So you're in trouble. Now, this um, 150 roll is an F critical. The chart only goes to E, as Victoria can see. Uh -huh. An F critical is actually an E critical plus a C critical. So roll your C critical. Again. Ah, snap. Come on, double zeros. 73. Okay. Strike to lower leg. Foe is at minus 50% slash, uh, slash muscle and cartilage plus six hits. Foe is stunned and unable to parry two rounds. So now what we have is this one attack has disabled the person for at least two rounds, has dealt, uh, what did he say there, 70 what? Three. 73. Um, 56 damage plus three per round, and they're at minus 50%. So here's a game where you have to do a lot of modification. Mm -hmm. So if your attack roll was plus 75, which is possible, now you have only plus half that. Mm -hmm. Plus 40-something, right? 30-something. Well, yeah, 37 or 38, yeah. 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 Uh, so, I mean, lots of bookkeeping, but pretty graphic, right? And so this lets us know, where did the dragon bite me? Apparently in the back and the leg, which is totally possible for a giant mouth. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, how bad is the injury? Horrifically bad. If you don't have party members there, you're dead, because if you're unable to parry for two rounds, um, then... It's just another, yeah, more criticals on top of that, stuff like yeah. that. So the, the dragon munches on you. And so um, I think what I really like about the Rollmaster system is that you see how cool the status effects can be, and you have those descriptions written right out for you, which is yeah. really cool. Uh, you don't have to be an awesome storyteller. You just read those, yeah, uh, and people get it. Yeah. Uh, some of those criticals, by the way, have even uh, things in it like... Uh, uh, I should have looked this up ahead of time. Some of them are hilarious. Uh, so some of them say things like the poor bastard or the poor... <laughs> Uh, you know, nice work and things like that. Um, here's a, a kind of brutal one. Uh, sweep. This is for a martial arts attack. Mm -hmm. um, sweep sends foe twisting backwards five feet. Foe's spine is snapped and he is left a quadriplegic. <laughs> That's pretty brutal. That right? is pretty it's, rough. <laughs> it's a level of um, vividness that we really appreciated when we were younger. Oh, I bet. So we were always interested in dealing out um, horrific injuries. Yeah. But I mean, the downside of this is like there's a like a what fifty page, <laughs> sixty some page uh, book here that is just nothing but like 
nine ten point font uh, charts in yes. it that like I personally if somebody was like okay here here is basically everything you need I'd be like um nah yeah. um it's true I mean this is um I, I don't even have the the cover for yeah this yeah, yeah. Um, but this was called arms law and I think it was arms law and claw law so but maybe it was just called arms law and so it, this was the um, yeah basically the attack system for Rollmaster. And it is pretty crazy that it's it's one book that mm. is essentially this is how you do combat. Yeah. Um, and it, it's and by the way, there are even more complicated things um, in this uh, book than that. Mm-hmm. So uh, Rollmaster has one thing uh, that stands in in place of initiative, which is which are called first swing points, and everybody calculates their first swing points, and whoever has the most goes first. Mm-hmm. Um, so, right, every aspect of the game could be as complicated as you wanted to make it. All right. Um, so again, we use the uh, Rollmaster system in order to demonstrate, uh, I, I guess we would say, an opposing view, right? So mm. this is not the jump off a cliff and either you're fine uh, or you're dead. Jump off a cliff and probably your legs are shattered and you're in horrific shape. Yeah, um, and it tells you exactly what that means for your character and game stats, which yeah. is pretty cool. Not just like flavor, like, ah, the DM thinks, nah, you can't run right now, you know? Exactly, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and so, uh, yeah, and that, that's right. I mean, the, one of the struggles, I think, of running the game of DMing or GMing, one of those struggles is telling the narrative around the die rolls mm-hmm. uh, and whatever um, complexities and faults Rollmaster might have. It's still one of my favorite games uh, because it has so much flavor built into it. Yeah. Um, and so uh, what I did, uh, so in addition to my really serious, rigorous re- um, research on Reddit and RPG.net, I also spent some time looking up how the real world thinks about wounds and injuries. Um, and I looked up um, trauma classifications and triage uh, classifications from around the world. Mm-hmm. And I came up with some really, I think, helpful ideas. And so um, the, the pitch here, so what, I'm, what we're going with is the idea that there are anytime... Uh, an attack lands anytime there's a successful attack. So anytime you threaten damage, um, and we talked about threatening damage back in um, episode one, uh, armor. Mm-hmm. Right? So anytime you threaten damage, uh, the person is going to receive a wound, even if it's a white wound. And so white doesn't really count as a wound as much as these are the, um, when you're watching a movie, this is where you know the person has to hit the deck or they're thrown through something, but they get up and they're fine. So as soon as that scene is over, they're totally fine. Yeah. Right? Um, but they track because if you get too many of those at one time, so like in one combat, too many white wounds goes on to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, so green wounds um, are, uh, they're non-lethal wounds. Uh, and they, and you can suffer up to uh, four of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll say what that means in a second. So uh, rather than... So basically, if a look, if an attack deals no damage, like so, you your armor uh, absorbs all of it. Um, you take a white wound. Okay, mm-hmm. if one or two points of damage gets through to to hit you, then you suffer a green wound. Mm-hmm. Okay, and a green wound. Uh, all I all I thought we should do in terms of status is is not subtract from dice, but put a cap on their pool. Uh-huh. Okay, so um, the green cap is plus two. That's not a huge deal, and for many people, that really won't affect them. So it's only people who have a plus three to start or better. Um, they'll be capped at plus two when they're in the green range. Does that make sense? Plus two health or plus two? Plus mod- two to their rolls. Uh, yeah, any modifier? Any modifiers, yeah. Oh, well. 
Yeah, and so it will be a systemic thing. So it's going to affect everything they do. Mm -hmm. um, so we get uh, maybe we get simplicity, but at the cost of maybe a little bit of realism, right? Yeah. So, but, and that's okay. So the DM or GM just has to tell the story in a way that it makes sense, and I think it'll be okay. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. do some play testing. Um, and so if you do three to five damage, or if you fill up all the green wounds, you deal uh, a yellow wound. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, yellow wounds are non-lethal, uh, but they impose a cap of zero. Mm -hmm. And you can only suffer up to three of these. Okay. Um, if you suffer six to nine damage, or you fill up all your yellows, you suffer a red wound. And these are potentially lethal. And they put, impose a cap of minus two. Uh, to all your rolls. Not a, not a modifier of minus two, but a cap, which means you can never roll better than a minus two roll, and that's 1d20 minus two die six. Mm -hmm. um, and that gives you not very good odds of success. Yeah. And this reflects that you're really messed up and you need some help. Yeah, you should get out of there. Um, and you can suffer up to two of those red wounds. Um, and if you uh, suffer 10 or more damage in one attack, uh, or you fill up your reds, then you suffer a black wound. And uh, this is uh, that you are incapacitated, and almost all the triage systems classify such wounds as, uh, the people who suffer those wounds as expectant, which is a really nice way of saying they're, we expect them to die. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, and then I, I'll leave it up to the individual DMs or GMs or players, groups, whatever, to decide if they want a player to die immediately upon receiving a black wound or multiple black wounds, um, or if they want to play it out for dramatic and yeah. know, let's go find some magical healing route or whatever. Mm -hmm. Get to the hospital that's like five feet from you, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and so uh, this system then is based on uh, thinking about the pros and cons of those simple counting systems, uh, comparing and contrasting those with the pros and cons of um, a status system, um, and it builds up uh, from the way uh, trauma is actually viewed uh, in the real world. And I should say that uh, these, um, so I'm watching uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead, uh, and I'm thinking about this horror uh, game that we're going to be playtesting in the near-ish future, and I'm really excited about it. And I'm thinking about some really cool ideas for how, um, the, so these wound types, uh, they're not just physical, they're also for, they could be for psychic wounds, right, or however you want to think about it. Um, and so if you witness, I don't know, if you stumble on a dead body uh, under certain, like a, maybe a, a non-human animal carcass, maybe that's a green wound, right, so some kind of wound coming at you, like threatening two damage or something like that. And just sense? psychic, yeah, sort of, yeah. the psyche, okay. Yeah, and, um, you know, seeing your beloved party member <laughs> drop dead next to you, maybe that threatens uh, some kind of massive wound. Yeah. Um, or seeing ghosts or whatever. Depending on the setting, these could inflict trauma, uh, psychic wounds. Yeah, um, this sounds a bit like your, um, the video game you're playing now, the, the one with the stress. I can't remember the name oh, of it. But, yeah. It, yeah, it does sound sort of like that. What's that one called? Uh, um, yeah, Darkest Dungeon. Right, so one of the, I don't know what it looks like when you watch me play, but I know that playing it, uh, it's not the, yeah, it's not the physical damage that my players suffer mm -hmm. that pisses me off. It's when people when start getting yeah, scream depressed and Ugh. start making <laughs> other players depressed. So it's like, it's like as you go through, your players get stressed. Um, mm -hmm. And the more stress you have, the more likely you are to cause stress to other players, and the harder it is to get rid of stress. Yep. And once they get full, it's like 
40, right? Is it 20 and then 20? No, it's 100 and then 100 more. Okay. Uh, so once you get to 200, you, you die of a heart attack, and that stresses people the hell out even more. So it's like if you if you get to a point where it's like all of your party members are stressed out enough, you, it's like there's no way to get out of that dungeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once one character um, reaches the really stressed out point, the 100 is already bad enough because they'll start... Yeah. They'll normally start saying things like it's hopeless uh, or mocking the party members when they miss with an attack and then that stresses out the party member who missed. Uh, yeah, so that's frustrating. Uh, but I think it could make, in a horror game, I think it, it's a kind of cool way of handling uh, mm-hmm. psychic stress. You um, enjoy playing it. It seems like it's fun. Like, it Yeah. 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 Um, you just got to be not so attached <laughs> to, to your, your characters. characters. Yeah. Right. And now it's time for Hack and Slash. How would you explain Hack and Slash on this show? Um, it's where we look at the problems that we can foresee people having with our, our stuff and try to either troubleshoot them or just address them and see if it's something that would make it unplayable or just, you know, every game's got its kind of ups and downs and if it's something that can just be kind of worked around, made into something interesting. Sounds good. That's exactly how I think of it. Mm-hmm. So Hack and Slash on the damage system. What mm-hmm. do you think? Well, I'll start off with a question about, uh, so you were talking about the colors, um, levels of damage, and how certain roles will translate into colors, Mm -hmm. but I'm wondering, is it also a quantitative? Do you have to keep track of the numbers that are given to you, or does it just immediately turn into, if it's in this range, you have a white damage, but you don't keep track of the the three damage that Mm -hmm. you took, or the one damage that you took? Uh, yeah, so um, you do not track uh, the number of damage. Yeah, you track mm-hmm. uh, the wound type. Okay. Um, and so, again, uh, white is for any attack that lands mm-hmm. but inflicts no damage. Um, green is for any attack that lands that deals 1 to 2. Yellow is 3 to 5. Red is 6 to 9. Mm-hmm. Black is 10 plus. And I don't know if you can see the pattern there, but green is a small range, two numbers. Yellow is three numbers. Red is four. And black is 10 plus. And I will say that um, it's extremely difficult to suffer a 10 plus. Like, I, there, we don't really have a weapon that on its own uh, will typically deal out um, more than six damage. Have we talked uh, about how we roll damage yet? Because that might be important. Because it, it's rolling a d20 and then sixes for your modifiers. And it's just about whether those modifiers are above a certain range. So even the numbers on the dice... Uh, don't directly uh, translate into the damage inflicted right. in that quantitative state. Yeah, so um, every weapon, uh, we talked about this a bit in the armor one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So every weapon has a, a force modifier, um, and more or less it ranges from one to six. So one is like a, a wimpy attack, uh, two is light, three is moderate, four is heavy, five is serious, six is brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can think about what those things might mean. I think of uh, one, two, three, just as a rule of thumb, as like a dagger, short sword, long sword. Uh-huh. Um, and then as we get up into those higher ones, like maybe um, a shotgun at point blank range is a five or a six. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so those are pretty devastating uh, wounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and so any regular attack that succeeds will just threaten the number of dice, uh, sorry, it will threaten uh, its force rating in mm-hmm. damage. So if your uh, short sword hits and it has a force of two, then it threatens two damage. Uh, and then the person gets to roll dice to uh, resist based on their armor class. 
Now, um, the, the only, I guess, additional wrinkle to that is that that's just for a regular attack. There are critical successes and critical failures. Mm -hmm. um, in a few weeks, we're going to talk about um, F is for failure, mm -hmm. um, and we'll talk about some critical failures then. Mm -hmm. And maybe we'll talk a little bit more about critical successes at that point, too. But the idea is that uh, critical successes will add on to the amount of damage that is threatened. So if you do a, a critical hit with a shotgun, I mean, someone is um, in a lot of trouble. If they're unarmored, they're almost certainly going to be dealt a red wound, mm -hmm. um, and they'll be basically done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, how does that, does that answer the question? It, it does. Oh. I'm, I'm still kind of a little confused mm -hmm. about, so it's not, you don't roll for damage, it's just like the weapon has a certain amount of threatened damage, and then mm -hmm. maybe you have some like modifiers or conditions that might add on to that or mm -hmm. take away from that. Mm -hmm. So you don't roll for damage. Yeah, you uh, don't roll. They just roll to see if they can reduce that damage. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that was the thing that you know. So um, I know that some people really like to roll for damage. Yeah. And that's fun. Yeah. Um, but I think that I, so I really want to try it this way, where uh, people are just threatening damage, and then we have to have someone. Your role is to save your life. That seems uh, that yeah. seems pretty cool. So we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. And if we don't like it, uh, we could always introduce a system. Um, that was a, a uh, compromise for uh, simplicity's sake. Uh, so uh, I've always liked the idea of trying to resist damage. Um, and, uh, you know, when you have rolling to threaten damage and rolling to resist damage, now we have extra rolls. So um, in the future, when we talk about the general... Uh, layout for how a combat round goes. Mm -hmm. um, I think we'll, we'll see there's some really interesting things going on and I don't want to make things too complicated. So that was what I was thinking about. Mm -hmm. Now the other thing is so although you don't track the number of damage that you suffer, you do have to think about um, the fact that you can only suffer um, four greens, three yellows, two reds, and one black. So on a character sheet you could do that or you could have um, like wound markers that you yeah. just like little tabs or something or yeah. even dice that you put in front or whatever. Yeah, yeah. like little coins mm -hmm. like those I'm thinking of like back in elementary school they used to have those like little cellophane coins like Ooh. the the wire wrapped ones and Lee Heighton. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be pennies, nickels, uh, dimes, yeah. and a quarter, right? I mean it could be, yeah, so yeah, we could totally do any of those yeah. methods. Um, and then remembering that once you suffer uh, yeah, once you're done with greens, the next wound you suffer will be of the next severe. So if you can't take that kind of wound, you suffer a worse kind of wound. Um, and the only other wrinkle then is about um, white wounds. And I don't I don't want to say too much about them now. They're going to be the equivalent of like hit points. So mm -hmm. um, the way that some characters have more hit points than others, there'll be a way to develop those and get more. Uh, but in general, people just start off with four of those two. Okay. So, um, so... Maybe this is putting the cart in front of the horse, uh, but so if you've got no white wounds left that mm. you can take, so if you're full and it's starting to bleed into green wounds, mm. um, have we talked about how to get rid of uh, wounds that you've taken already, or do we want to talk about that now or leave that for something later? Yeah, so um, way later in the season, we've got, we're going to talk about spells, um, and then that's one way to do it. Um, I don't think that we have healing planned in the short term, so I don't I don't know that it's something we're going to talk about in the very near future. Um, but the idea is um, that the game um, I'm borrowing a bit from the storyteller uh, system, mm -hmm. and I think of the game as including um, scenes. Mm -hmm. And so the idea would be that if you go through um, one scene mm -hmm. without suffering damage, you heal all your whites. 
Um, and then once those are healed, then you go through another scene and then you can heal a green, one green, right? So you can heal all your whites in one scene. You can heal one green uh, in one scene. Okay. You're not damaged anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so is there a way like where to track it going back down? So like if you heal all of your whites in the next scene, is it like that green turns into all of your whites again and that's how no, you heal no. now? Yeah, I don't want to do that, right? Yeah, okay. I, don't, I, I don't, I think it's just too complicated then. So if we have wounds reverting to different styles. Um, yeah, and I don't see why, um, yeah, uh, how about I leave it at that, right? So, okay. right, yeah, you don't want, I, I think, from a bookkeeping point of view to be uh, constantly doing the converting as you're thinking about healing. You just mm -hmm. want to know, uh, one scene has passed, okay, nothing happened, all my whites are gone. One more scene, okay, now my that green is gone. Now that green is gone, right? So, um, and I haven't set a definitive limit on how how long I think it needs to go for you to recover from, say, a red. Um, but it should be a while, I think. Uh, so to heal naturally from it, maybe four at least scenes, maybe more. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe it's something that you don't just recover from unless you have someone watching over you, yeah, healing you. Something that you have, like maybe a feat that would do it or some sort of skill bonus, something like that, that could do that. Yeah. Um, I was also just thinking, so if all of your, like all of, you have all of your whites full, all of your greens full, all of your yellows full, does that mean that you could take a hit that wouldn't damage you and it would just instantly be a red uh -huh. because everything's full beneath it? Yeah. That, that might be a little problematic. <laughs> hey, you stubbed your toe. You're dead. <laughs> no, stubbing your toe wouldn't inflict damage. Uh, but somebody um, attacks you, uh, somebody, what would this be, like a, a dagger attack, and you fend it off. Mm -hmm. uh, but in the meanwhile, you have uh, 11 other wounds mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that are working, uh, the uh -huh. cumulative effects. So that would be the idea, yeah. Um, so we can think about that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, does it sound scary? Sure. Yeah. It, it does. It um, sounds... It sounds scary, and I mean, it, it is sort of like you've got yourself to that place, but it also sounds pretty hard to heal yourself in this system. Um, oh, no, uh, yeah. yeah, so healing um, is um, setting-specific, right? Mm -hmm. So um, what are your resources for healing? Um, in a fantasy game, I mean, there might, yeah, so there might be a spell where, um, so, okay, uh, I didn't want to talk too much about this, but suppose that you um, are... One of the ways that healing works is you can take on a wound yourself um, in order to heal someone else's. Now, mm -hmm. why would you do that? Uh, because the idea would be that with any kind of decent role, you take on a less severe wound in order to heal a more severe wound. So if someone wants to heal one of your reds, they might suffer a yellow or maybe a green or maybe even a white if they roll fantastically well. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that would be instantaneous. Right, so right away you go down to having um, no wound, whatever, and your spellcaster now has a minor wound. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, in <clears throat> um, sci-fi settings, uh, there could be like a back to bomb or a back to tank or a whatever, uh, where or a stim pack where where you could very immediately heal. Um, I don't know. I mean, the the thought of immediately healing a red seems tough. Uh, but uh, maybe to heal something like of a green or green doesn't seem strange to me at all. Maybe a, even a yellow. Um, the only time where healing, I think, is a really a challenge is in a present day setting. And that, that's, I think, the nature of it. So unless you have supernatural stuff going on in your setting, um, that's sort of what happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> I remember um, playing a game back in the day um, when my, uh, my brother Lamont had a character who was a martial artist and he <laughs> 
<laughs> and it was one of my own games. And he jumped up to kick somebody, and the guy sprayed him with a machine gun uh-huh. uh, and hit him in the leg that was kicking him, and it broke his leg. And he ended up being out of game for something like 17 weeks. <laughs> uh, not of real life, but of gaming. Like, so uh-huh. they had to essentially take four months off or whatever that is. Yeah, so take four months off from adventuring uh, in order to let his leg heal. Um, that's not ideal, but it depends upon the nature of the setting. So if you mm-hmm. want to play a kind of gritty, realistic thing and you're going to be a martial artist fighting against gunmen, yeah, uh, then that might mean that recovery sometimes takes uh, months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think those those are good questions. Um, I, I do appreciate that concern about um, a minor wound, uh, you know, plunging you into a coma. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's sort of, wound. it's, yeah. yeah, it's not the minor wound and it is accumulative. But mm-hmm. to me, that's sort of on par with rolling two ones or rolling a one and that being the thing that kills you. Um, mm-hmm. If you're in a situation where it's hard to get out of the fight to right. go rest up, like if you need to get something done, narratively speaking, mm-hmm. and you're at that point where you've got a few yellows and you need to continue, mm-hmm. I can see that, that being stressful and a little frustrating if once you get to a red, because you've just built up wounds, uh, the the like toe stubbage or somebody tripping you or whatever being the thing that kills you. Yeah, or, so- uh, well, yeah, so two things, though, right? So that the, um, you can suffer two reds, mm-hmm. and, and you can suffer two reds and still function. Uh-huh. So you're not down uh, okay. and out at red. Um, if you have two reds and three yellows and four greens and all your uh, whites done and uh, you suffer more damage, um, then you're out, right? Um, yeah. And so to think in that case, like, oh, is it fair that this little wound, it's not the little wound uh, that got you. It was these two life-threatening wounds in addition to yeah but so what i'm saying is if you've got all of your whites filled up Mm -hmm. and all of your greens filled up and all of your yellows filled Uh up every wound after that is going to be either adding a red or you're dead um so even if like they're white you could have three small attacks that you fail to defend against Mm -hmm. successfully and you're dead that is two reds and a black so um maybe thinking about the context of this right so uh each yellow wound is like a longsword slash that's true but what i'm saying is so if you've gotten to the point where all of your greens filled up you could still just take a white wound but it would have to be a yellow wound because uh-huh. everything below it is full yes so four yellows three yellows three yeah so three white wounds Two white wounds, one white wound, so six total. Six more wounds, even if they're just that white wound, and that would kill you. From where? From anywhere. So if you have all of your greens filled up. If you have all your greens filled up. So then, and then all of your yellows fill up within three hits, no matter if yellow, or, um, yellow, green, or white, and you have to take a yellow. Yeah. So, but the greens and yellows don't fill up unless you have been wounded by seven individual attacks mm-hmm. up to that point. Yeah. But that, so that accumulative thing, if it's hard to get rid of your whites. So, I mean, yeah, it could be a long... It's hard to get rid of your whites, though, right? So remember that um, all of your whites uh, go away with one scene in which you're not damaged. All of your whites. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. And um, if you, and then the greens start to take away. I I get it, but isn't this kind of like saying, so you mean that if I have 100 hit points and I suffer 99, then the next hit's going to put me down? Um... Yeah, sort of. I'm just, it's the, the accumulative thing that's a mm-hmm. little, uh, like, I get it, but it also seems... Yeah, so I, I do want to drive home that, that last point, and then I'm happy to, you know, 
let it go for now. Mm-hmm. Um, any wound system, right? So, uh, you know, you, 100 hit points in D&D is a ton of hit points, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you have your 100 hit points um, and you take, I don't know, um, seven, sorry, um, yeah, say seven sword slashes. Uh, and that could, it, when you've got 100 hit points, you might be fighting people who are hitting each attack is doing 10, 15 damage. Uh, so let's just suppose that those uh, seven attacks you take go for 98 damage, right? That's 14 a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you're sitting there with two hit points left or one hit point left. And, yeah, someone uh, throws a stone at you and hits you for one damage. Um, and now you're unconscious. Um, and in, and if it hits you for even to put you at negative one, now every round uh, you bleed and you approach death. Um, and I would get I would get being frustrated uh, by that. But I don't, I don't see that as a problem, right? So uh, cumulative damage does that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so, but it's a different question if uh, we're thinking about, let's see, how many, um, let's see, so how many minor wounds uh, for 14? So 14 minor wounds mm-hmm. uh, would also be enough to drop you. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, um, 14 minor wounds in one fight, yeah, I think that could drop you. Uh, but remember, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, I mean, just watch a boxing match where people, uh, or an MMA fight where people don't have gloves to soften their blow and see how many people take, you know, 14 punches, right? Um, and they're just fine in, in one round. And then they go to their corner, they quick, you know, recover their white wounds, and they come back out and do it again. And they can get beaten on again a little bit. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's something to think about whether the cumulative effects are too much, but I, I don't have a problem with um, cumulative effects in general about that. Yeah. Cool. Um, and another thing I think is really cool about the system, like this is a more positive thing, um, is that opportunity for, for cool counters, wound counting. That seems pretty fun to me. Yeah. Um, especially if you look at um, the, the players who are sitting there and you see some of them are just loaded up with yeah. wounds. That might be fun to see. Um, so it's a cool opportunity. Um, anything else on the hack and slash front? Right. Not that I can think of right now. No. Okay. Cool. Um, well then. Uh, so what we did for today was uh, just a quick recap. Um, so we uh, talked about those um, counting and status wounds, um, and I talked about how uh, it, I, I'm a little bit more interested in the status type wounds, right? So where they're they're actually inflicting some kind of uh, impact on the game. Yeah. Um, so we're working those in with the, um, the whites, the greens, the yellows, the reds, the blacks, and, um, trying to address that concern that we don't want to over increase the difficulty of the bookkeeping. Um, so I think we have a method to do that. We'll figure it out. We'll see if it, if that tweak ends up, um, uh, making it an unrealistic combat system for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And what else will we do? Um, oh, and, uh, we also drew on the research of, uh, triage, uh, from a couple of different systems. Um, one was a, um, Oh, man, one was the U.S. system, one was a Canadian system, and one was, uh, I don't know, somewhere in Europe uh, system, right? And they, they tend to use the same kind of uh, classifications. Do they uh, use colors like that? I meant to ask that yeah. when you were bringing them up. Yeah, there's, uh, so not a white, I don't think, but uh, the green, the yellow, uh, the red, and the black. Mm-hmm. And those labels uh, tend to be like, uh, for green, uh, like they classify that as a walking wounded, like, yeah, you're hurt, but you'll be all right to get out of here. Um, yellow for observation, uh, red for urgent, and black for expectant. Yeah. Um, okay, what else? Uh, 
yeah, I, I guess that's it. So that's what we did. We made the pitch. Um, mm -hmm. We a couple possible problems to think through. Uh, mm -hmm. We'll do some play testing, yeah. um, and we'll be play testing in the Blood of Heroes, the fantasy um, setting, um, and that might give us a different flavor because uh, there might be the possibility to very quickly heal some people. Yeah, do uh, some spells or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, and that's that. I think for today. Uh, and we'll oh so uh, now we'll just remind you again to go check us out on um, Twitter at Dungeon Chatter. Mm -hmm. um, by this point, we have to be on iTunes, I suppose, right? So by the time you're hearing this, we should be on iTunes. Um, hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, so check it out there. Give us a five star review, of course. Of course. And positive comments, of course. Um, and then if you have critical comments, um, don't put them on iTunes. Just <laughs> send them to us uh, privately to help us boost up our um, appeal on iTunes. Yeah, and we'll take your we'll take critiques into consideration. We'd appreciate it if you send them to us directly, and we'll we'll think about it, and we'll definitely you know take it under consideration. Sure. And we will we will even talk about those uh, mm -hmm. if if you give us permission. We'll talk about those directly. Um, mm -hmm. We'll use your name if you'd like us to. Um, either on Twitter and or on the show um, as we talk through some of these concerns. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that's all. Yeah. So uh, that's it for this week. Uh -huh. Next week we'll be talking about experience points, E for experience. All right, this has been Travis. This is Victoria. And this was Dungeon Chatter. Hey there, thanks for listening to episode 4. If you want more Dungeon Chatter, please check us out at DungeonChatter.com or follow us on Twitter at, at @DungeonChatter. Travis is on there a lot and I'm sure he'd appreciate the company. We're sadly not on iTunes just yet, but we're working on it, and once we are, we'd appreciate it if you left us a review over there. If you follow us on Twitter, we'll let you know when that happens. And if you have any friends who you think would be into this sort of RPG creation or critique, please spread the word. It helps a lot. Our next episode, E is for Experience, will be out in two weeks, on Friday, September 21st. So we'll see you then. Thanks again for listening.